Well, again, praise the Lord. Welcome to Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Shekinah is a Christian college where we study the Word. We do not just give you a piece of paper. That paper must worth something to you that when you leave here, you know how to rightly divide the Word of Truth. That's what we do here at Shekinah. We've been going on for 20 years, coming a couple months' time. We'll be celebrating 20 months. And Norma was there when we opened that first, oh, it was when we opened yeah, college that she was there. But when she, um, Faith Restoration started, it's 20 years ago, and we're going to be celebrating this coming May, and we're going to be inviting you and let you know if you so desire, you want to invite anyone to come on board that morning, you may do so. But I'm very happy to be here. You know, there were days when I thought, I couldn't go on any longer. I couldn't go on anymore, you know. But God has been so good. He has sent people here. We will be. We have to say, will be taking over the the ministry in a little while, and she will be helping me. So I really give God thanks. We have Minister Duru who has been here from the beginning um, when we started online. So God is indeed a wonderful, wonderful God. We give Him all glory. As I said earlier, our topic this morning is a continuation. Of the theme we began earlier, I think last month, on spiritual growth. There are people who are in the church, who have been in the church for so many years. They can read the Bible. They know from cover to cover. Ask them where to find Nahum. They know where to find it. And Vileman, they know where to find it. But ask them about Christian living. They, they're stumped on that. Then we have those persons who are sitting on the fence. They have um, six, six days they serve the devil, and one day on a Sunday they come in, and many people believe that because they pay their tithes, that they're going to go to heaven. Because they're speaking tongues, they're going to go into heaven. That's not it. You have to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ while you are here. He has to know you. You can say, well, I know that TV personality. But you go, you go on the street and he's out there. He doesn't know you. So when you stand before Jesus Christ, you better make sure that he knows you. Mark, uh, Matthew 7 and 23 says, there, were those who are going to come, there will be those who will come to him, and he's going to say, I never knew you. And they're going to say, but Lord, I did this and I did that. He's still going to say, I never knew you. Remember to um, mute your phones. So what I want to say here this morning, you have to know the Lord. You must have a relationship with him. Not because your pastor prays, not because the evangelist prays, you must pray. You must study the word. Yes, the pastor, that's his duty to teach you. But there must be times when you say, hmm, I don't really understand this. I need someone to explain this to me. You go to school. I remember when I was in teacher's college, I'm not a math person. And I was behind the math teacher. Every time he came in the class, I was there. One girl who said, you're like sweat. I didn't even bother to answer her because I know it was true. So when you don't know, you go to the ones who know. Go to someone. Explain this to me. Rightly dividing the word of truth. This morning, we're going to talk about how do we know, how do we grow? How do we grow in the Lord? And I want to take this prayer first. Father, once again, we're here. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the love you have bestowed upon us. We thank you that you are a God who never fails, a God who secures us in your presence when we walk with you. 
a God who says he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God, we give you praise this morning. We give you glory and we give you honor. But Lord, even though we're feeling secure this morning, we're feeling comfortable. We have a place. We woke up this morning out of a warm bed. We ate. We ate this morning. But Lord, there, there's there are so many this morning who have were running from their homes to save their lives. Many have left all that they had. Lord, may you look down. May you not only look, but may you stretch forth your mighty hands and help them. So many children have become displaced, oh God. Will you help them this morning? We know you're a God who loves and a God of compassion. And it's not your will to see people suffer this way. And God, the very word tells us that, Lord, you can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. We cry out this morning for those who are displaced, those who are hearing bullets behind them, those who have lost everything, children who do not know what will happen after all this if they still have a father, have a mother. God, we ask thee today, because you're a loving God, the songwriter said, think about your love. Somebody wants to be able to testify of what you've done for him or her during this time of turmoil. God, let us not forget that even though we are satisfied, we are comfortable where we are, there is someone somewhere who is not comfortable. So because we trust you, we believe you, and we know how merciful, kind, and faithful you are, we are committing this situation, ask you, to help them in Jesus' name. Thank you for everyone gathered and those who will be listening to the program. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Our foundation, praise God, our foundation um, theme is taken from Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. It says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Praise God. We have a book here we are reading from the other day, Grace, God's Unmerited Favor. And this is a book that has a lot of information about grace. It's not the, big, the ending of grace. There will be so, much, so many more books. I believe there are so many other books on grace. But I thank God that we have this that we could look at. This morning, in answer to how do we grow, let's now turn to James chapter 1. I love James. I don't know about it. He is so practical. You want to know how to live the Christian life? Read the five chapters of James. Don't just read it for reading's sake. Go slowly. Get yourself a a Bible with um, reference and get your pen and a notebook and open your heart to the Lord. Say, Lord, open to me. Open your wisdom. I want to learn. James is the book. Hear what he says in chapter 1 and verse 22. He says, and I'll be reading from 22 to 27 if you have your Bible and you um, open up. And by the way, even at Shekinah here, we study it from the King James. I really don't use the other Bibles. Here we go. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forget that what manner of man he was. 
but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and, listen to this word, continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Let's look at this 27 here. We may not be able to visit. There is Omicron, Corona, and all kinds of stuff. But that person may be down, living down in Hong Kong, to the tip of Africa, and to the North Pole. You can pray for that person. You can visit that person with your prayer. Because in Psalm 107 and 20, it says, He sent his word and healed him. You can pray for someone here. And that person is so many miles away from you, and that prayer will work. So we can visit. We have no excuse to say we cannot visit. We can visit those persons right now who are fleeing Ukraine. We can visit them through our prayers. Okay, so let's not forget them. Now, Peter said to grow in grace. And we're asking this morning, how do we grow? In fact, what is grace? When we think of grace, we're looking at God. Someone will say it's God's unmerited favor. It is true. But grace goes deeper than God's unmerited favor. We're saved by grace. That's saving grace. You had nothing to do with that. That was given to us liberally without us asking. But grace to live the Christian life, you have to go to God. Hebrews 4 and 16, he said, come boldly. Don't be afraid. Don't say to yourself, you know, I, I sinned. I was at this place and I said this. No, no, no. Come boldly. God, God, he already knows. Confess to God, not to man. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. What I said was wrong. How often we say the wrong thing. We got angry. We said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Grace steps right in. The Holy Ghost right away pours some grace into you. And it immediately start to calm down. And you're able to deal with the situation differently. I believe everyone on board can say this morning, yes, it has happened to me. When you became angry. And then you realize who you are. And you cut yourself and you said, oh. And you call and grace pours into you. Next time, you're able to get over that bump without having to um, cause any, any pain to your Christian life. Grace is God's, it is the expression of God's love, his mercy. Had it not been for God's love, when we sin, that would be it. You know, you have um, in marriages, some marriages, one mistake, I know of a particular, in the church, up north I was living, one mistake the husband made. The wife said, that's it. That's it. But not so with God. How many times since we became, I became saved at 13, I got baptized at 13. And some of you at 9, I heard, or sister here at 9. But how many times did we sin in between that time? Were we perfect? No. <laughs> a resounding no. 
There were times we fell. But guess what happened? God's grace. God's grace, that word you uttered, the behavior, the attitude that was not so nice. The times when you found it so hard to forgive. It was so hard to let go of what someone did to you. But God's grace kept you, held on to you because of the precious Holy Spirit. Everyone, let's look at this. Everyone needs food to exist and to survive so we can be healthy, we can be strong, we can develop into strong people physically and mentally and emotionally. We have three domains that you're going to find. Um, the scripture for that is in Second and uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. It says, it talks about the wholeness, the three domains, spirit, soul, and body. Our body holds or encases our spirit and our soul. And if one part, if you're sick, it's going to affect your spirit. It's going to affect your soul. Your emotions are going to be affected. You're even praying. You'll find, oh, I want to pray, but all I can say is, Lord, have mercy. Maybe you can only look up with a sigh. Maybe it's just a tear. You come to God and say, God, all I have this morning is a tear, just my tears. So when, if any part of our bodies uh, become affected of anything, the entire being. So we have to feed our spirit the same way. If we don't feed our spirit, we'll fall into all kinds of sin, all kinds of condemnation. We will live any kind of life. We Christians, we often compartmentalize things. We look at big sin, little sin. How dare we? Did ever there's some sins that we all where we are all stuck at and say, oh, it's a it's abomination. But did we know that when we gossip, it's abomination? Did we know that we can blaspheme against one another? Did we know that when we spread rumors, that's abomination? Did we know that when we lie, it's abomination, and it affects our whole body, our whole being, whatever we do. When we hold unforgiveness, it affects our whole being. We can't be growing because it stunts our growth. Oh, hallelujah. It stumps our growth. We stumble, we become stagnated. We're not growing. We know everyone was up. Listen, God made us in so many different ways. There's some were six, six, and some were just four something adults. But that doesn't say they were stunted. That's what God chose for them. Okay? But when you have a baby, that's not being fed properly. Not nourished or nurtured. It's not fed. It's not loved. It's not cuddled. That child may suffer some setbacks. Parents, you know, some parents don't communicate with their children. And they don't realize this affects their mentality. It does. So it is in the church. If you just got baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, and you believe that's it, oh, girl, I'm on my road. I'm on the road. You have to grow. Grow in grace. Know, know what grace is. Know how to, to, to draw it from the, from, the, from the throne of grace. Know how to mine it. There are times you, there are people who are on the job. You're going this morning, you have a supervisor or a manager. That's just, I mean, you wouldn't mind if you could just 
clip him, you know, just clip him away. Some of us have had them. But that more because you need a job. You're probably in school, you have children in school or in college. You need that job. You've got your bills to pay. And you know what you're going to do. Lord, help me. I'm going in there today. Strengthen me. Give me grace. That's when, when you go to the throne of grace, he's going to pour grace into you. You find that morning you go in, and that person just as calm as a cucumber. We had a testimony here yesterday. On Wednesday, we prayed about a situation. And yesterday, we had the testimony. Let me say here this morning, God is answering prayers. And if you're listening because we're going to um, post this to the website. If you're listening and you're telling yourself, well, I'm too sinful, God doesn't care about me, all you need to do is to call upon him and say, Lord, help me. If you have been in church for 20 years and you still can't give a testimony, you can't even open your Bible and give a, give a, a short exhortation, something is wrong with you. Many people go to these big churches. I call them spiritual um, places of asylum or sanctuaries. Yeah, I think I have another term for it. They just go there to hide, but they live any kind of life. But hear what, hear what James said. He said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. You want to know how you're going to grow, how you can grow? What does the word say about love? How does the word speak about loving your enemies? Oh, boy, that's a real sore spot. Let's get there nevertheless. Hear what it says here in Matthew, and this is Jesus' word. Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to look at 43 and 44. I remember looking at this word long, many years ago, and I thought, I mean, you think Jesus could, could have been in his right mind? He said here, ye have heard that it hath been said. Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. That's what everybody knows. But hear Jesus now, verse 44. But I, I say, now if you love the Lord, you're going to follow him. He said, I say, put that I in brackets, open brackets, close brackets. I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, Lord, this is a very tall order. Even for the most sanctified, sanctified, angelic, it doesn't matter who you want to call yourself. It's a tall order, Lord. Do you think, any one of us think that we could do this in our own self? We can love our enemies? It can't be done in your own strength. This is where you say, Lord, help me. And this is how you know if you're growing. Before you knew, you knew the Lord, this is what you were doing. She hates me, I'm going to hate her back. She hates me, he, I'm going to do the same thing. She disses me, I'm going to do the same thing. But now you come to know the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, do not, verse 2 says, do not be conformed to the world, but rather be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. This can only be done through the Holy Spirit. So there's no way any one of us, no matter how holy we think we are, can love our enemies without God's grace, which will be given to us through the Holy Spirit. This is when you go to the Lord and say, Lord, 
I know that person did such and such to me, and God is so hard. It is so hard to forgive. Be honest. Tell him the truth. Lord, I'm still angry. I don't know how I can say this. I don't know how I could say this. Say that. I don't know. I don't want to do it, Lord. God, if you want me to do it, you've got to give me the strength. You've got to give me the grace. I don't know about you. I've had to do that. I said, Lord, I don't want to go and do this thing. You've got to help me, Lord. But he did. How are we going to love the enemy, the, our enemies? How are we going to do it? Not in our own strength. Those who curse us. Can you imagine? Someone cursed you out, used the worst word you could ever think of. There was, you will know if you're growing because two years ago you'd have answered. Even as a Christian, you'd have answered. Even as a Christian, you'd have given word for word, blow for blow. But now you are a, you're growing. You're, you're, you're moving from one level to the next. You're going to say, Lord, have mercy. Let no evil come to that person. You know what I mean? Bless them that curse you. And there are some people who have very short fuse. You can tell if you're growing when someone curses you out. There was a time you would have really given blow for blow. But this time you calmly wait for that individual to finish. That angry individual. Worst thing to do is to ever approach someone who is angry. You wait. Wait. And when they're calmed down, when they're burnt out, use up all their gas, calmly you can say to them, now, what is this about? Or however way you want to put it. Then he said, do good. Think about, no, here's the other part. Do good to them that hate me. I have to do good to that person. Saints, there is no way you or any one of us will be able, no matter how high up in Christianity, no matter how much we know the Bible, no matter how much tongues you speak, no matter how anointed you are, you cannot do it without God's grace. This is why Peter says, grow in grace. You will know if you're growing in grace when you're able to overcome evil with evil, evil with good rather. Romans chapter 12 in the last verse. Overcome evil with good. It cannot be done without God's grace, without the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life. He says, then here's what he's saying again. This may be easier. This is the, I think this is the easiest part. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. It may be easier to say, Lord, have mercy. I heard she's sick. Lord, well, Lord, you touch her body. But... To bless that person who cursed you? To do good to someone who hates you? To love the enemy? Saints, we need God's grace. And we, listen, if, as you're listening this morning, you can use this same Matthew 5.44 to test whether you're only a listener, a hearer of the word. James said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. When we do that, we are only deceiving our own selves. Back in the day, we used to call Christians, those persons, grease cans. Say they're Christians, call them grease cans. That's all they are. Not Christians, but grease cans. They're, only, they're not doers of the word. They just hear the word. They could tell you where to find it, but they don't practice the word. 
It's like a person who would go and learn, you go and learn piano, but you never, never, never played a tune on your piano, but you have your, your certification. And then you say you're a pianist, but you never played, other than when you were, you were learning. Let us not deceive ourselves, saints. In our own strength, we can't do it. But with God, with the song that I said, with Christ in the vessel, there's nothing that would be impossible for us. I want us to take us, when James talk about being doers of the word and not hearers only, I want to take you now to another chapter, another place here in Matthew chapter 13, where it talks about the seeds. You remember, these are scriptures I would advise all those who are listening, please mark them down and read them. Take some time during the week and read these, these passages because they, um, they really do help when, when we um, take the time to read them. Um, Jesus talk, This is where you find where in verse 4, verse 3 said, this is Jesus speaking. He said, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. You heard the word, but no sooner than you've left church, soon as you got out there, something happened. And right away, right away, the word is gone. You forget what you were told, what you were taught, what you heard. Then verse 5, some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up. These are some of the people who ran out and say, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm going to evangelize. I'm going to and get the Bible and they go out there. And they only last a little while. They were not called. They went. They sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. Now each one of us can get some, measure, some um, instrument and measure how deep we are in the Lord. Are we shallow? How deep are we? How strong are we? Not in our own strength, but in the strength of the Lord. Remember what the Lord said to Paul. To, to Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. We need grace that when we hear the word, Satan will not come and steal it from us. Eat it up immediately. Try it up. We will make sure that when we listen to the word, we don't listen with a hard heart. Oh, you could say that, but you don't know what I have to live with. You don't know who I work with. It's all right for you. With a hard heart, stony. And mind you, this person shouted, oh, praise the Lord, wonderful. But there's no depth. You've met some people like that, I'm sure, over the years. No depth. Easily agitate, become agitated and irritated. Irritated, rather. And it doesn't matter. You say one word, they give you two. These are Christians or Christians. But, you know, we have those. If you continue to read verse 7, it says, Some fell among thorns. The thorns flung up, sprung up and choke them. You know, these are people with cares. If you go back, there's another scripture in Luke where you can get the, um, where Luke explained it even more for you than Matthew did. But those who are choked, 
are the ones who still have the cares of this world, the riches, the materialistic behavior in their minds. I got to have this. I got to have that. The green, the grass is green over there. I want my grass green too. The cares of this world. And all, you know, some people do not learn to cast their cares on the Lord. They carry those baggages for years. They just carry it. It's like a burden. It's time. Saints of God, if you want to know if you're growing, it's time to get rid of the baggage. Get rid of the things, those persons who hurt you way back when. It's time to say enough. I'm not carrying this lodestone around my neck anymore. i got to get rid of it. Throw it off. Go to God and say, God, I want to grow in grace. I want to be strong. I want to know that when someone comes to me, I can say, I am saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. And when they ask me, how do I know? I can show them. When I go to work, they must see something different in me. In my home, they should see somebody's different. My friends should see a difference in my walk, in my talk, in the way I live. They should see something different about me because I name the name of Christ. That is how you know you're growing. And you grow by hearing the word, obeying the word, practicing the word, and doing what the words say. Not in your own strength. Remember that. There are some things may be easy to do, but there are other things that you have to say, God, I need your strength. I need grace. And you go to him. Remember Hebrews 4 and 16. It says, go to the throne of grace. Go where grace is. Go on your knees. Lord, help me. How to grow? Through fasting and prayer. Many people don't believe in fasting anymore. But let me say this this morning. If you are a Christian, a child of God, a true child of God, there are going to be days when you find yourself or times that you know, I'm feeling a little dry. This, I'm feeling, you know, of late, I'm just not feeling the way I used to feel. Come on now. Are you still feeling the same when you first got saved? Do you feel stale and rancid? It's time to get back and say, Lord, I need that presence. I hear people talk about what they used to do way back when. And they say, oh, I wish I could get back to those days. Maybe it was for that time. But where are you today? Do you still have a close walk with the Lord? Does, is there a friend of yours that could say, I never knew, knew that you could be like this. I remember when you were. I remember when we used to, but now you, you seem so different. Can they say that about you? Is there a relative who could say, I know you're a different person. You never used to be like this. What about those whom you work with? What about your neighbors? Saints, if we are not growing in the Lord, then we are regression. We are regressing. Or we're stagnant. If every time we need to grow, if every time the world needs to see that truly indeed we are living for the Lord in these last days, it is now. We are going to be tried. We are going to be tested. 
let me say here, if we need anyone who needs grace, when we need grace, we must seek it at the throne of grace. When you approach God, do not go in fear. It's important. Don't go in fear. Enter with boldness and make a request to the Lord. Make it known. Make it known. Grace is God's unmerited favor. But remember, saving grace is completely different from living grace, empowering grace. Each day we need God's grace to live the Christian life. Otherwise, we can't make it and will not make it. Spiritual growth comes through study and application of the word. That is why he said, we grow, we're to grow in grace and what? Knowledge. How do we gain knowledge? Through study. Second Timothy 2 and 15, it says, study to show yourself approved of God, a workman who need not be be ashamed, rightly devouring the word of truth. You won't know everything. God will not give you everything. He'll give you things in measure and what you need. And he'll give me some. You get some. And you over there are going to get some. When we come together, we put it all together. You learn from me and I learn from you. Don't ever think that you have, we have arrived. No, never. Even Jesus said, in fact, it came from Deuteronomy 8, 1 to 3, where it says, Man, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the, from the mouth of God shall man live. Listen, the word is power. Amen. It, gives you, it empowers you for action. It helps you to live. It's food. It protects you. And furthermore, as a weapon, the word is powerful. When you study the word, when the um, heretics or the apostate, those persons are going to come and say, oh, you can live any kind of life and go to heaven. Or oh, any kind of road, any kind of teaching will take you to heaven. You can say no, no. Or you can get to heaven by any road. No. And you should be able to say to them, no, you must go through Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14 and 6. You have to know the word. And if you're going to meet someone, let's say you work with someone who is an, who, 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 who is an atheist or someone who doesn't believe in your God, but they believe in some other God, this is when you really do need to study the word. Because you do not know which day that person is going to come at you you say you're a Christian, you say you're a Christian, prove it to me. Who says that there's no other way to, to, to God? You should be able to give that person a word. You should be able to say, well, I know because my Bible tells me so. How can you believe the Bible? Of course I believe the Bible. Who said the word can help you? Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And if we believe that God gave that word, we can believe the word because God is true. So this morning, we need the word. The word is powerful. We need grace and we need the word. Grace helps us to grow. Grace is what keeps us. Saving grace alone will not work. Or it's just a foundation. You have, you're going to um, 
Okay, since I, I so you're going to make a dress. You already have the pattern in your head, but that's all you have. That's just a concept. You now have to build it. You've got you to start, get your scissors and begin to cut, get your material and cut and get the machine and sew it. And at the end, there's a, there's a garment. There's a finished product. But while we're here, we're not be, we'll not be completed. We need, we start with the foundation, saving grace. But we have to move on to grace. We have to keep on going on to empowering grace. We're each day, this is where we live. I believe it's where we resort because we are tempted and tested every day. Something happens, whether it's in our minds or from the environment. Something happens on your job, at the home, telephone calls come to you. And, you know, it's one of those calls, you know. And at times when they come, you know, I, I, I'm tempted to just hang up on them. But, you know, I realize, mm-mm, I can't do that. I got to do the right thing. This is what grace does for us when the Holy Spirit is in control. We're just so glad this morning again for being here, and we glorify God for his mercies. Remember, the word says we are to grow in grace. We cannot do it in our own strength. Furthermore, we must be able to let the word work in and through us. We do not want to hear the word and the fowls of the air, they come and devour the word from us. We don't want our hearts to be so hard. Who, who could live like that? I don't understand. Oh, she could say all kinds of things she wants to say. Oh, they could say that. They don't know what I have to put up with. Don't let your heart get so stony and hard. Say, Lord, I need this grace. But God, this is what I have to face. Remember Paul? Paul went to God three times. Three times he went. Say, remove this thing, remove this thorn, remove this thorn. What did the Lord say? My grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Saints of God, it is grace we live on. That's our food. Grace. And it comes through knowing the word of God. It comes it, to know the word. You've got to know Jesus Christ. You must be attached to him. John chapter 15. We, we are like branches. We must be attached to the true vine, Jesus Christ. Through the precious Holy Spirit, the great teacher, John chapter 14. Speak of the, of the, the Holy Ghost being a teacher. He teaches us all things. Remember, being a Christian is not just the years that you have known the Lord. It is what fruit do you have to show that you are indeed living for the Lord, that you are indeed growing in the Lord. It's not just going to church alone. Oh, anybody can go to church. Anybody can go to church. But listen, what do you get when you go to church? If you only go once a week or you only go once a month, but when each time you make it, what do you get from church? There are people sitting in many of these, these churches where they just go in, sanctuary churches. You've heard of sanctuary cities, sanctuary churches where they go in and they hide. They can live any life. 
Nobody. They don't have to answer to anyone. Somebody's phone, somebody's phone. But I'm going to finish now. Father, I want to thank you again this morning for this word. We thank you for all those who listened. And we give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Minister Vivian, are you able to? Yes, I guess so. Carry on right now, please. So when I think about spiritual growth, um, you know, it brought me back to, um, you know, the Bible says, he says, come as you are. Mm-hmm. But when you come to Jesus, he slowly prunes you and he guides you and tells you what to wear, not what not to wear. Um, you know, a spiritual um, umpire steps within you. And you get convicted. There are some things you just can't do anymore, you can't say anymore. Um, John, first John 15 says, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And so the very songs we listen to should be glorifying the King of Kings and the Lion of the tribe of Judah. You know, Satan was the angel of music which means that he could sing every tune and play every chord you could think of. But what's been happening, the church has been bamboozled into, into bringing in these secular chords into the church. And I think about how um, when King Saul, a spirit would enter him, and he had to send for David. David would play these phrases songs and that would drive the spirit away. No, if music can 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 drive spirit away, it can invoke spirits as well. And so when we listen to all these secular music, what these these um, popular celebrities are singing, when we play them and sing them, we're inviting these spirits, every word that are in those songs, it, there's a spirit attached to it, and we're inviting them into our homes, into our lives. And so we have to be we have to be separate and apart from the world. That's what God is saying. We're in the world but we're not of the world. So we, we gotta be separate. We gotta talk different, look different, act different. You know, just as Doctor Stewart <clears throat> has been saying. And God is calling each and every one of us to examine our lives. He's saying, Come home. The songwriter says, You are weary, come home. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, Oh sinner, come home. Do you want me to go ahead and pray that for Yes, right away. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, for the word that was brought forth today. Oh, Lord, you are speaking to us in this day and age, in this time, because we see where everything has become acceptable. Acceptable to look a certain way, to act, to sing, the church, when sometimes when I'm playing the, the Christian station, I have to think twice. Did I switch? Did I accidentally switch somewhere? Because the tunes are the same. The words, yeah. they are generic. No, it's like this, this pastor said, oh, it's, it's the, the tune of the gospel, you know, it's bisexual. You can play it in any, any arena you go, you play the same music because nothing is targeting the name of Jesus and worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And so, Father God, cause us to examine ourselves today. 
where we will, we will make up in our minds that we'll be different, that for yeah. God I will live and for God I will die. Come to what may. And we thank you, Father God, for those who are listening, those who will examine themselves, those who will say, hey, listen, we can't wear this anymore. We can't go there anymore. We can't listen to these songs anymore. We want songs of Zion that says, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, true worship. We don't want those songs that you're gyrating. Um, sometimes I go to church and talk, and I don't know what to do because people are gyrating and wriggling up because that's the kind of music that the, the devil has invoked into the churches. But we come against it this morning Amen. in Amen. the name of Jesus Amen. Christ of Nazareth. Every tune, every call that's not of you, Father yes. God, we are in that powerless in the name of Jesus yes. Christ of Nazareth. And yes. we thank you, God, that you are gathering your people from the four corners of the earth, Lord God. You're calling the sons of God to arise, to come forth and stand up for righteousness. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you thank so you, much. Lord. Wow. I thank God for the, 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 um, the, the summary and the way she summed it up. You know, it's strange. Yes. I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say it's strange, but some of what she, was, she said, they came to my mind. But you know, let me say here once more before we close. Nobody has it all. Nobody. The things you spoke about, that was what God wanted others to hear. She's a lot younger yeah. than I am. A lot younger. So hearing from someone much younger is much better, you know. Maybe I'm set in my ways. But nevertheless, I thank God for that. And when she touched on the music, believe me, it really yeah. grieves my spirit. And if it can grieve my spirit, how does God feel? So... We just want to thank everyone for being here this morning. If you would like if you would like a copy of this program, let us know. That's why we try to keep it at a certain point whereby we can send it off um, you know, to others. We keep it at so many minutes so that otherwise we have to do two programs in one. But we wanna thank all those who were present here this morning. And we're just going to cut off the the, um, the recording. But if you have a, if you have a prayer need, don't go away. We will pray for you. This is Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Remember, you can find us at six seven eight nine six four four zero nine six seven seven zero nine um, eight two zero. Four two. I think I got that one wrong. But anyway, go to the website at www.frministry.org. Let me give you the proper numbers now. Listen, there's a lot. There, I have so many things going on in my mind right now. So you just have to excuse me. <laughs> amen. 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 I'm going to give it to you right now. Uh, praise the Lord. Oh, here we go. Six seven eight. Nine six four four zero nine six, and the the other number seven seven zero three four seven eight three two zero. At our website at www.frministry.org, you can find a number of books there. There are all kinds of books. You can find the book on grace there. It's a very it's very short. But it has a lot of stuff, um, stuff in there that will help you to know more about grace. You know, the first time as a child when I heard about grace, I really didn't know what it was about. I'm not going to pretend to. I didn't know. 
until I did the study on grace. And I, I still don't know there's so much more because you can come with something else. So we just want to thank the Lord. We also have, remember, if, you, if God has called you into ministry and you feel led or you just want to study the word, don't be afraid. Just come, just, all you need to do is to call us. We will talk with you and find out what we can do for you. Don't look at dollars and cents. If God has called you, this ministry is to spread the word. It's for the world. So we have students from overseas, and we thank God that God has enabled them to find, it, find the, 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 the school and have applied here. So we just want to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Remember, with God, all things are possible. This is Faith Restoration Ministries. Our aim is to restore lives of the inside out. And Shekinah Theological College answering, what does the word say? Tune in again next week. We'll be here, God willing, at quarter to ten.